ooey gooey hung kung fooey it's your boy big breezy aka be nice aka the guru aka the five time champion aka i'm gonna help you win a fantasy football championship yes and thank you for joining me. I'm here with you. You're here with me. It's the quarantine. You know what it is. You know what time it is. It's zone coverage time, baby. Let's go. Zone coverage, man. We here. We here. We got another episode for you guys. I got some news. I got a little bit of tidbits. I got some tidbits for you guys. Listen on the tidbits. You might help you win a championship. And who is the king of New York? Who is the king of New York? Is it Danny Dimes? Or is it Sam? I am the man, Darnold. Which one is it? All right, we're going to find out. We're going to talk about it. Uh, all right, let's just get into the show, man. I got a lot of news for you guys, a lot of information. So pay attention and you might win a championship. Let's go. Zone coverage, baby. Let's go. News and headlines. News and headlines, headlines and news. What's the word on the streets, people? What's the word on the streets? The word on the streets is Marlon Mack up there in Indianapolis has earned the starting job. That's what the coaches say. The coaches say Marlon Mack has earned enough, has done enough over the last few years and practiced hard and ran the ball hard enough to to earn the starting job. That's what they say. You know, so Jonathan Williams... You know, they want everybody else wants the rookie to come in there and do good. Everybody does. I do. Everybody does. But Marlon Mack is still there and he's still young and they feel like, hey, he's put in work there, man. He deserves a chance to start. So there you go. Marlon Mack looks like he's going to be a starter. You know, he, he will be the starter. But I'm telling you, Jonathan Williams, I mean, Jonathan Taylor, Jonathan Taylor's a bad boy, man. They, they can't keep that boy down. So, you know, Marlon Mack right now starting with the Colts, but I look for Jonathan Taylor to come in, you know, let Marlon Mack get hurt or something, start a fight. Now, the word is from New York, though. I got some big news from New York. So there was one thing that said Le'Veon Bell was going to get more touches. And then there was news that came out of the Jets that Frank Gore is going to take on a bigger role for the Jets. So now I'm confused. But the second one seems more like a gase type thing. So Frank Gore is there. They brought him in. They didn't bring him in just to be a bum. They brought him in to do some work. So word is, is they want to alleviate some of Le'Veon Bell's workload and give it to Frank Gore, which is horrible. That means less touches for Le'Veon Bell, which is not good. So uh, Le'Veon Bell owners, you're getting gased. You're getting gased. He got his, he got he got paid, and now Adam, Adam Gates is just shitting on him, man. He ain't giving him no chance. So, it don't look too good for Le'Veon. I mean, I still love the guy. I still would draft him, but I'm moving him down on my list because Frank Gore is there, and he he ain't just going to be sitting around chilling. So, sucks. Um, So, do what you want to, man. Le'Veon Bell, he's going to be there, but it ain't looking too good up there with Adam Gates. I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Um, Coming out of San Francisco, as you know, George Kittle signed a big contract, 75 mil, five years. And then right after that, Travis Kelsey got his extension for four years. So both of them paid big time money. They're the best tight ends in the game. I think Travis Kelsey is the best tight end in the game. But if you're adding in blocking and all that stuff, 
I mean, I mean, George Kittle, his his ferocity is just at a different level. So, but I like Kelsey. Kelsey's just smooth, man. Kelsey's smooth, and he's got the best quarterback in the game. So, there you go. Word out of Denver is Melvin Gordon will be the starter, but. Melvin Gordon is having trouble adjusting to the altitude up there in Denver. He said the toughest thing ain't the playbook. He says the toughest thing has been the altitude. So he's he's taking a few days to get adjusted. So, you know, keep your ears open, but it's early. So he's got to get adjusted to it. But I know, one, man, that, that Denver. Rocky Mountain High, Colorado. Hey, hey, mile high. It ain't no joke up there. It, it, the, air is, the air is dipping up there. So it's a little harder. Definitely a little harder to breathe. I've been up there before, so it's definitely a little harder to breathe. And when you're running and you're doing athletic stuff, it just sucked the air out of you. It just, man, I don't know. So I hope, I hope Melly Mel gets his mind right because he he got, I think he's in for a good year. He can really help that rookie quarterback, Drew Locke, and that offense. So I hope, hope, hope Melly Mel gets his mind right and, uh, and everything turns out. So... But it's looking like he will be the starter. So that's a good thing. Um, Also, news out of New Orleans. I guess Alvin Kamara said from week six on, he basically tore his MCL. He played most of the year with the torn MCL, which explains why he had the year he had. So now I get it. He was basically playing on one leg. And he still put up okay numbers. So... Imagine him with two legs. I think Alvin Kamara will do his thing next year. He's going to be healthy. The, 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 the MCL is not going to be a, a factor. He's, he's got both his legs and be 120%. So that was, man, I thought that was crazy. That's, that's crazy. So there you go, Alvin Kamara. We know now what happened to him last year. Um, news out of San Fran. News out of San Fran. San Fran. J.J. Nelson and Tavon Austin are looking to sign with the 49ers. As you know, Debo Samuels has got his foot injury. You know, they're a little down in the receiver section. So what do we want to do? Let's bring in some veteran guys. J.J. Nelson, Tavon Austin. You know, we'll see. I, I don't. I wouldn't expect much from them, but they're they're good weapons. You know, they're good guys. Catch the ball, run. They can both run. Tavon Austin got super speed, you know. So uh, nothing, nothing too crazy, but San Fran signing two veteran receivers. Oh, and this is more news. This is bad news. Uh, news out of the Bengals. The Bengals are having trouble with them hamstrings. It looks like their 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 medical staff over there need to holler at some people because T Higgins, T Higgins, the rookie receiver, having a little hamstring, a little hamstring trouble, a little hamstring trouble. T Higgins early, and also I hate to mention this, AJ Green. Damn. He's been held out of practice for precautionary measures. AJ Green tweaked his hamstring from what I heard. Damn, man, it's early and he's already getting hurt. Come on, AJ. It's a big year for you. It's contract year for you. You need this. They put you on, they put you on the uh, franchise tag. They you got to perform. You gotta prove that you can stay healthy. If not, teams ain't gonna fuck with you, bro. So AJ Green, get your mind right, man. Dang, come on now. Stay healthy. Them, them soft, soft tissue injuries, I'm telling you, they're not to be played with. I think this year is going to be one of them years because people can't get ready like for football like they usually do. 
So I think there's going to be a lot of different soft tissue injuries this year. These are going to be something that you're going to have to keep your ears open for, keep your eyes, eyes open for, because these soft tissue injuries ain't no joke, man. They are not no joke. So you got you to gotta keep an eye on that. Um, dang, T. Higgins and A.J. All right. Joe Burrow, you get, hey, you're getting paid. You're going to get paid this year. <laughs> uh, all right. So we got a lot of news out of Washington. So Washington, the team Washington, there's no name, just Washington. All right. We all know Terry McLaurin, F1, you know what I'm T-Mac, he up there chilling. He is the X receiver. But we all been wondering who is going to be the, 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 the Y receiver. Who's going to be the receiver that's like opposite end of Terry McLaurin? So now we have news. Steven Sims, veteran receiver, and Dontrell Emman. You remember him? Dontrell Emman, ooh, used to be with San Diego. He and Steve Sims are in front of Antonio Golden Gandy right now. So Antonio Golden Gandy's making progress, but Steven Sims and the veteran Dontrell Emman are ahead of him right now for the Y position. It looks like Dontrell Emman or Steven Sims is going to be that Y. You know, and then you got Trey Quinn at the slot. Slow. So. Antonio Golden Gannon, you're behind it, but I think you can still pull through a little bit with a little bit more knowledge, a little bit more um, experience through the season. I think you'll 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 come around. But right now, Steven Sims and Dontre Emmett are the other receivers opposite McLaurin. So there you go. Trey Quinn is going to be the slot. Washington putting it together slowly but surely. Put some weapons around Dwayne Haskins. I think he'll be all right. Uh, more news. More news out of AZ, Arizona. DeAndre Hopkins. Ooh. I told you, hamstring, tightness, hamstring, tightness, a little tightness, hamstring. We had to hold back. He's going to be missing a few days of practice. So DeAndre Hopkins, another one, hamstring. We got to hold these guys out. I don't want to take no chances, no chances, no chances. All right, D-Hop, we need you. You know, they got a whole bunch of weapons up there. We got to we gotta keep it under wraps. So wrap that up, ice it. Don't be doing nothing crazy. And, and let's get you healthy, D-Hop. All right, so like I said, Watch out for them hamstrings and watch out for them soft tissue injuries with this year because you can't prepare for football like you usually do. So it's going to be a lot of those, I think. News out of Cleveland. The word is, is that Nick Chubb got a little slight little concussion. Got a little boo-boo on his head. Nick Chubb got a little boo-boo on his head. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to hold him out of practice. But guess what? They got him. They got Kareem Hunt. They ain't too worried. But this ain't good. Nick Chubb coming up with a concussion early on. Because you know them concussions, you get one, you get two, all of a sudden, they come easier. Once you get one concussion, concussions come easier. So, he getting one this early, I don't I don't like it, but we'll see. It, it, this ain't something that's happened before, so we'll just kind of put it out there as just something that happened, you know? It is what it is. You know, it's football, you get hit, you got a concussion, I'm fine, it's okay. Let's just heal up, sit out a few days, go through protocol, and get you back in there, all right? But it's early and it's not good for injuries like that. So Nick Chubb, concussion. Uh, Tell the truth. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. Concussion. Sorry, I had to do that. Um, Word is, out of Ravens camp, Des Bryant. Des Bryant. Mr. X himself. X. X. Player X. Listen, Des Bryant is nice, man. I don't give a fuck what anybody say. Des Bryant still got skills. Word is out of the Ravens, they're working him out. They're trying to bring him in. I see this fitting perfectly. 
I see this is him coming in as like an Ant- Anquan Bolden. Y'all remember Anquan Bolden? He's tough. He's big. He can possession receiver, get them tough catches. He can show them young receivers how to play. He can show them how a veteran receiver prepares. He can show them, you know, that that intensity. Des Bryant got that intensity. So Des Bryant is working out for the Ravens. I like it. I think you bring him in as a veteran. You bring him in as a tough guy. He's a he's instantly gonna make uh, Lamar Jackson better because he's gonna literally run his routes, boom, set up, and he's strong. He's gonna catch the ball, boom, go upfield. So Anquan Bolden ish type. Watch out for it. I like that signing. If they sign him, that's a good signing right there. And uh, see, this right here is news out of Philadelphia. Where it is now, Doug Peterson said this. Doug Peterson basically said that Miles Sanders is gonna be our workhorse. And this, this right here collaborates with everything else I've been hearing. Miles Sanders is going to be the man in Philadelphia. I look for him to have a breakout season. Miles Sanders, you heard it from me. You keep hearing it from me, but hear it again. Miles Sanders will break out this year. That's all I'm saying. So Miles Sanders, word is Doug Peterson said he's gonna he's gonna get work. He's ready. So there you go. Miles Sanders. Draft him. Put him on. Draft him. I don't want to hear it. Draft him. I know he's high on a lot of rankings. Draft him. There's a reason. We ain't stupid. So Miles Sanders, take care of it. Uh word is from the West Coast, Seattle. Chris Carson is back with the team. Back with the team. As you know, he had hip he had hip surgery this summer. And then he took a leave of absence with his family. He had some family issues. So now he's back. They said he's going to be ready for week one. I'm loving it. I got Chris Carson. I was kind of scared a little bit because they signed Carlos Hyde. As you know, they signed Carlos Hyde. And the rest of them guys are beat up too. All of them guys are beat up in that backfield. Rashard Penny won't be back until week six. So they're a little beat up back there in that backfield. But Chris Carson, yes, the man is back. I got my starting running back back. So that's good. Hope he stays healthy. If he stays healthy, I think he can put up 1,210 touchdowns. I really do. 12 and 10, 12 and 10. So Chris Carson is back. Uh, something I wanted to touch on too. I, I didn't really, I, I didn't touch on it earlier. But more news out of the Jets is that Jamison Crowder is the best receiver out there. So Jamison Crowder is the best receiver in the New York Jets uh, offense. So you got Jameson Crowder, Denzel Mims, the rookie. You got Brashard Perryman. You got some other, you know, dinky dink guys that really don't matter. But Brashard Perryman, I think, is going to end up being valuable. But as you know, in that Adam Gates offense, Jameson Crowder is very valuable. That little receiver, the little slot slash mix up X, Y, and he, you know, he just mixes it up. He's everywhere. He just moves around the formation. He's he's going to get a lot of receptions, and they're going to get him the ball a lot. So Jamison Crowder, it looks like he is the best of the best out there in New York. So look for Jamison Crowder to build on what he did last year. If he stays healthy, Sam Donald's going to be looking for him. They're going to get him the ball a lot. So there you go. Jets receiver. I still wouldn't sleep on Denzel Mims, though, the rookie. I think Denzel Mims has still got a lot. I still think he's got a lot to do. So Denzel Mims, keep your eye on him. I would draft him in Dynasty Leagues. And, you know, I would definitely hold on to him because him and Broussard Perryman are going to be used. They are going to be valuable. Uh, so just keep an eye on that. Jamison Crowder, the number one receiver in the Jets. But there's other guys out there that I would definitely keep my eyes on for big plays. Um, word is out of Chicago is that this is no surprise. Nick Foles, day one, is ahead 
of Mitch Trubisky. Mitch the bitch Trubisky. Mitch the bitch Trubisky. Hey, Nick, I told y'all, Nick Foles is Nick Nick Foles will steal your bitch. He will he will steal your shit. He will come in wherever you are and steal your shit. He, he's just one of them guys. He comes in and steals your shit. He will take your job. He just he's smooth. But if you ask him to be the man, he has trouble. From day one being the man on he has trouble. But if you ask him just to come in and steal your job and play, he's gonna take your job. He can take your job. He practices well and he plays good. So the problem is is consistency. He can't consistently do it, so that's why he's he's up he's up in the air. So I think Nick Foles, man, watch out. Mitch Trubisky could be, hey, Mitch the bitch on your bench. <laughs> you smigger deal me. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Uh, word out of more news out of Arizona. I meant to test this too. Cliff Kingsbury said, Kenyon Drake, he wants more involved in the passing game. Woo. That means more PPRs for me. Kenyon Drake, baby. Let's go. I'm telling you, Kenyon Drake, don't sleep on this kid. He's going to have a breakout year. He's right there with Miles Sanders where I think they're going to have a breakout year. They're must-own guys. Kenyon Drake, they're looking to get him more involved in the passing game. That's awesome. Okay, there you go. I'm giving you these tidbits. It's up to you to draft the guys. So Kenyon Drake, you, you keep hearing I'm talking about him. You seen what he did from week seven on. He was top three running back. So do add, it all adds up. It adds up to Kenyon Drake doing work next year. He's going to have a breakout season, so start a fight. Um, and last but not least, I love this news right here because I think this is going to be one of the receivers that he literally steps into the perfect position. Um, Justin Jefferson from U, uh, LSU, receiver, national champion. Minnesota Vikings said, we got what we expected. He is balling out down there. He's catching one-handed balls. He's running precise routes. I'm telling you, he is the perfect replacement for Stephen Diggs. The perfect replacement for Stephen Diggs. Trust me. This guy has a chance to come in as a rookie and do work. Watch. I'm telling you. I think this rookie right here, honestly, out of all the rookie receivers, I think Justin Jefferson could do the most work. I think he could. Jerry Judy. C.D. Lamb, you look at all them guys, Denzel Mims, Brandon Ayuk, uh, Jalen Rager. I think Jalen Rager's got a chance to do some work, but I'm telling you, if you're looking at quarterbacks and you look at positions, he is the number two guy and he in, a, in, a, in an offense where you're going to need him to be the number two guy. Stephen Diggs was putting up 1,000-yard seasons every year with them guys. So him and Adam Thielen, that's what they do. They catch a lot of balls. So I'm telling you, Justin Jefferson, I look for Jeff- Justin Jefferson to have a – a good year as a rookie. I think he's going to be up there. I think, honestly, he could be the best rookie receiver this year for our stats. So, <sighs> Justin Jefferson, stay healthy, brother. And um, we'll see. We're going to keep an eye on for you. So, draft him if you can. Dynasty Leagues, keep Justin Jefferson. And that right there is the news. Is the king of New York? That is the question. Is it Sam Darnold? Or is it Danny Dimes? Let's look at let's look a little deeper. Sam Darnold, 6'3, 225. Daniel Jones, 6'5, 220. Sam Darnold was the number three pick. Daniel Jones the number six pick. 
Donald's been kind of hurt. He's been a little sick the last few years. Daniel Jones put up a pretty good season. 24 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, 3,000 yards. Hmm. Sam Darnold, he had mono, you know. Through two seasons, he's 11 and 15, you know. 5,889 yards, almost 6,000 yards, 36 touchdowns, 28 interceptions in 26 games. Hmm. So the numbers would say Daniel Jones, but I'm a, I'm I'm just digging a little deeper, and I'm thinking Sam Darnold, man. I'm, I'm gonna say Sam Darnold just because I watched him play at USC. I know what he can do. I know Daniel Jones is of the pedigree too. I know he's he's really good. He was highly touted. I get it, but the thing about it is, is Daniel Jones at Duke. He just didn't really. Listen, he put up good numbers, but I just David Cutcliffe, he got him right. Yep, uh-huh, I see all that. But Sam Darnold at USC, he just looked special, and even through early in his career in the NFL, I think he just looks a little different. So I'm going Sam Darnold here. I know the numbers may not show up, but just look at the Jets. I mean, it's, uh, Adam Gay sucks as a coach. If you look at the system. Their, their offensive line is one of the worst offensive line in the NFL the last two seasons. They've been at the bottom. So, you know, you, you put Sam Darnold on, under a good center, you know, you put him in, you know, Pittsburgh or put him under a good center to where he, he does, he's not getting hit all the time. And you put him in a good offense like Sean McVay's offense, you know, in, with the Rams or something like that. You put him in Dallas, you know. And plays a dad or something like that. He's putting up crazy numbers. I think Sam Darnold, he 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 can do big things. Daniel Jones, he, I just think he's a, he's he's a good product. I think he's gonna be a good quarterback. But I just don't. I think if we're talking who's the king in New York and who's gonna be that guy, I think Sam Darnold's the king in New York, and I think he's gonna be that guy. But you just need, you really need Sam uh, Adam Gase and better leadership over there to to guide him the right way. Um, but if, if they can't do that, then you look at Daniel Jones, the weapons he's got behind behind him is pretty crazy. You know, he's got arguably the best running back in the game, which is always going to open up things for him. And then you got um, a plethora of receivers. You know, Sterling Shepard, uh, Slayton, he's really good. I think Golden Tate's really good. I think uh, Evan Ingram is a really good tight end. So you you, t- you take those weapons right there, and, and Saquon Barkley, he's got weapons to throw to. So those guys can catch the ball. They're really good catchers. I'm not gonna say they're super athletes, but they can catch the ball and run. You know, Golden Tate is one of the best yards after the catch guys in the league, and Sterling Shepard can catch like crazy. And I think Slayton, I think I think he's a good good deep ball catcher. I think he's a good catcher of the ball. So we'll we'll see about that. But I think Daniel Jones got some weapons around him to be he could. Hey, it's, it's closer than you think. Daniel Jones can definitely be the king of New York. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. But I just feel like Sam Darnold, if he gets if he gets his mind right, you know, he's got some weapons up there. Brashard Perryman. Uh, uh, my guy, you know, Crowder. Crowder's going to be all right, you know. And and you know who. My Lev, Lev Bell. You know, Lev Bell is my dude. He's smigadil me. So... I think they got a chance to do something up there. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. But if you ask me, I think Sam Donald looks better. I think Sam Donald 
uh, has that that it factor. But Daniel Jones is right there on his butt, man. So for right now, I'm gonna say Sam Darnold. But Daniel Jones is right there on his ass. So it's, it's a close call. King of New York, Sam Darnold. Now, I want to drop some, just just some tidbit information for you guys. Stuff that might help you out. So, targets from last year. All right, teams, receivers, running backs, tight ends. These are teams that, you know, they like to throw it to the receiver. They like to throw it to the running back. They like to hit the tight end. All right, so listen to this. Receivers... Or teams with the receivers that get the most targets. All right. The Falcons. Julio Jones. Calvin Ridley. The Rams. Cooper Cup. Robert Woods. The Bengals. I mean, they was just throwing it everywhere. Tyler Boyd, all those guys. John Ross. They was catching a whole bunch of balls last year. The Bucks. They were down a lot. So, Jameis Winston was throwing it to them. Godwin and Mike Evans. Excuse me. Uh, the Cardinals. Cliff Kingsbury was throwing the shit out of it. The Pats. You already know Brady was throwing it. Miami was down a lot. The Cowboys. Dat threw for over 5,000 yards. The Jags was down a lot. So, the, you know, DJ Shark had a lot. And the Bears. Garbage. All right. So, there you go. Receivers. I mean, teams with the most receivers. Targets. All right. Now, teams with the most with the highest running back targets. All right. Uh, no surprise. The Chargers. Austin Eckler had a crazy year. He had nine, over 90 receptions. The Pats running backs, of course. James White. You know, they catch a lot of balls out of the backfield. The Panthers. Hey, Christian McCaffrey catches a ton of balls out of the backfield. The Saints. Alvin Kamara. Latavius Murray catches a lot of balls out of the backfield. The Bears. David Montgomery. Tariq Cohen catching a lot of balls at the backfield. The Packers, they were catching a lot of screens, a lot of balls at the backfield. Um, the Jags, Leonard Fournette caught over 70 passes last year. You know, the Vikings, they were throwing a lot to Dalvin Cook out of the backfield. The Dolphins was just throwing it a lot because they was down. And the Falcons, you know. And then, so that was for running backs, the top 10 running backs for targets. All right, tight ends, targets. The Eagles, not a surprise. Dallas Goddard, Zach Ertz. The Ravens, Mark Andrews, Boyle, Hayden Hurst. See what I'm saying? The Rams, Gerald Everett, Higby, KC, um, Travis Kelsey. The Colts, Eric Ebron was there last year. Jack Doyle, you see what I'm saying? The Giants, Evan Ingram and them, 49ers. George Kittle, you know, Cowboys, Cowboys are up there. Blake Jarwin, the Falcons was up there. You know, that was Austin Hooper and the Lions, TJ Hawkinson. They like to go to the tight end. So those are the top tight end uh, targets for for teams. All right. So that right there, just a little information, just a little something, something. Uh, And something else that I wanted you to look at was some receivers that got really, really good schedules next year. Um, I've been kind of looking into it, just trying to figure out what which which teams got the best receivers, which teams got the best, 
you know, far as uh, like schedules for receivers. And the ones that I came up with were, all right, best receiving schedules for me. Uh, I mean, you got guys like Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, you know, that whole NFC South. They're going to be having all them defenses. You know, they're going to have to play against the, the um, uh, all of those NFC South teams, Carolina, New Orleans, Atlanta. I mean, that's going to be high scoring right there. So you got that whole division right there. I think Mike Evans and Chris Godwin for receivers. They got a really, 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 really good schedule. Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones, they really got a really, really good schedule. Um, I really like what they're doing over there. DJ Moore, he's got a really good schedule. As you, like I say, that's NFC South, NFC South. Um, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams got a really, really good schedule. You know, I, I look at those guys. Those are just a couple receivers that I felt like had really good schedules. Now, if you're looking at bad schedules, bad schedules, uh, Stephen Diggs and John Brown, uh, their schedules. That defense, they're still facing the Patriots defense. They're still going to be facing. They got they got the Niners. They got the Chargers. They got the Steelers coming up. That's not good. Uh, the Jets. I think the Jets, Jameson Crowder, uh, Brashard Perryman, Denzel Mims. That little trio's got not so good schedule. They're playing. I mean, there's, you know, the Bills. They're playing the Patriots. This is, their secondaries are really strong. So they got to see those guys two times a year. Um, A.J. Green and Tyler Boyd. That holds, you know, Ravens, Browns, Steelers. Come on, start a fight. That's that's just one of the black and blue divisions. They're all their receivers are gonna have a tough time there, and um, a bad schedule. Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. It look, it's looking like they're gonna have you know not so good schedule. You know they're gonna have to run up against the 49ers, uh, the Patriots, the Bucks. You know teams like that. So where, you know. It just ain't looking too good for them. So those are just some schedules that I think, you know, good and bad if you want to look into them. But just check them out, you know, that maybe that'll help you out evaluating on what receiver you want to pick or who you want to pick. But don't read too much into it because everything changes from year to year. But just some 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 tidbits, some little tidbits for you guys, little tidbits. So tidbits. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Zone Coverage. I really appreciate it. You guys are so awesome. I got more tidbits. I got more information coming for you guys. The draft is is so close. I can taste it. It's literally right here. A lot of you guys are doing redraft leagues. A lot of you guys are doing, you've already did Dynasty League drafts. I hope. Um, So listen, stay tuned. Zone Coverage. We got more stuff coming up. I'm going to do some mock drafts coming up. I'm going to bring in some people. We're going to talk to some people about their draft, um, their draft strategies. We're going to do a little bit more stuff, man. So, um, hey, listen, stay tuned. Stay blessed. Till the next time. You dig? <laughs>